0: All right, Sir Chin, thank you for uh, coming on to my podcast, The Real Talk Experiment. Um, I appreciate you taking out the time of your day out here with the birds,
1: because you can hear them, yeah? That's right. <laughs> it almost seems like we're in a bird sanctuary. Yeah. But, uh,
0: yeah. And uh, what I want to do is I want to introduce you to those who might not know you. Okay. Uh, I'm here with Douglas Chin, pretty prominent figure here in Hawaii. He ran for Congress. He has an educational background from Stanford University. He graduated in 1988 with a bachelor's in English. He attended the University of Hawaii William S. Richardson School of Law, graduated from there in 1995, went on to the Honolulu prosecutor's office, then was tapped to be the managing director of Honolulu City and County from 2010 to 2013, under Mayor Peter Carlisle. Um, and in that position, he was responsible for, what, 23 municipal government and public safety agencies, about 10,000 employees. Yeah,
1: I mean, I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah. That was quite an experience. And a budget, which I didn't even realize, like $2 billion? Yeah, and now it's, it's actually $2.9 The The budget just came out, so <laughs> only 10 years later, then the, the budget for the city and county of Honolulu has gone up by a billion. Wow. Yeah. We'll
0: see how that one turns out yeah, right yeah, after COVID. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From there, he went on to be a law partner and corporate lobbyist from 2013 to 2015 at Carl Smith Ball, where you dealt mostly with uh, renewable energy and clean technology projects, land use, development projects, and commercial litigation. And then from there, you were tapped by Governor Ige, yeah, for state attorney general. Uh, And then in uh, 2018... So, this is where I get kind of confused. You became a candidate for Congress in 2017.
1: Right, like just at the very end of the year. Okay, yeah. and you, so you resigned as the Attorney General to pursue the campaign? Um, actually, what happened was uh, I, I was the Attorney General, um, I was running for Congress, so that was just kind of what I was doing on the side. And then uh, what happened is that uh, I became Lieutenant Governor by succession because the previous Lieutenant okay. Governor, um, he stepped down from his position to go into the private sector. Right. And so when that happened, then, um, you know, we can go into the story, but basically right. by, uh, there, there's actually this amazing succession plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like that show designated survivor where, where <laughs> they basically say that, you know, if one person doesn't have is, if the job is vacant, mm-hmm. then somebody else has to move into the slot. And if they turn it down, then the next person has to go, or if they're not available, then the next person goes. So, so through that succession plan, I was like number three or number four, or maybe number three on the list. I think so, and yeah. so then, um, uh, I think it first went to the uh, Senate President uh, Ron Cucci, who uh, who declined it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because he's the president of the Senate. Right. So rather yeah. Than take why a, would you give yeah, that? Right. Up. Yeah. Rather than take a, you know, <laughs> like what would be, essentially be a temporary position, finishing out the end of a term, um, you know, when when he could still be the president of the Senate, mm-hmm. if he wanted to keep doing that. Um, and then it went to the Speaker of the House, which was Scott Psyche at the time, still is. Uh, he also turned it down, I think, very much for the the same reasons. Same reasons, reasons yeah. Um, and as for me, I, I think I was already thinking about um, trying to make a, a move to uh, to Congress. I didn't win, but I didn't make it past the primary. Yeah, well, um, well we get um, we exactly. talk about that. Yeah, but um, but at the time, then I was thinking, okay, well, you know, here's a here's a chance to be able to. Um, you know, step up, I mean, you know, someone needs to fill in the position, right. it's a succession plan, so, um, you know, it's, and so, therefore, I, I and that's how you, that. okay, yeah. I, okay, yeah. and then, yeah, like, you were a candidate
0: for Congress, and we, we'll get into that one, too, hopefully, sure, and then, um, and currently, you are the director for Stern, o, or Starn, O'Toole, Marcus, and Fisher,
1: yeah, that's a, that's a commercial um, litigation law firm that's here in Honolulu,
0: a di- you're a director of that it's
1: it's basically like a partner so it's the same oh, I see. it's the same term or interchangeable term um but it's like being a partner at a law firm
0: uh i see yeah i was kind of i was like oh what does that mean yeah 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 because i used to work at a, a family law firm oh okay sure uh coats and fry yeah but, yeah yeah but now it's Colts, fry tanimoto and gibson right because right, <laughs> right, right. they got two new guys in there as yeah. partners and then uh you were appointed by former mayor Kirk Caldwell to the Honolulu police commission.
1: Yeah. That just started six months ago. So yeah. um, Yeah. And I
0: thought that was cool when I saw it on the news. Right. And then, yeah, uh, yeah, there was some opposition to that, but, uh, so I just kind of want to dig into your time at the Honolulu prosecutor's office and then kind of being, being tapped for the managing director for the city and County. Um, so did you, you were in. You You became a prosecutor out of the university. Or? Yeah,
1: basically, that's that's what happened. That that was my first legal job after I got out of law school. Uh, I don't come from a family of lawyers, so I, I didn't really know much about um, what was the. You know, what was the right career path to be taking. But I, I did know what I watched on TV, which was that you, you had people who were in a courtroom uh, who liked to make arguments in front of juries. And, and yeah. so the, the best place to be able to do something like that uh, was to either work at the prosecutor's office or to work at the public defender's office. So I applied in both places. Um, and the, the prosecutor at the time, who was Peter Carlisle, uh, he called me first. And so, oh, wow. um, and okay. so then I ended up um, working there. Um, started off in traffic court, uh, just like everybody who's who's there, you know, prosecuting people who speed or or don't have their safety check or uh, you know, or take a, you know, change lanes too quickly without signaling. Um, that that's honestly where everybody in the Honolulu prosecutor starts off to this day. It's the the tradition. Um, then I moved on to um, handling uh, more, uh, much more interesting cases: uh, domestic violence, um, sex assault cases, murder cases. Um, I, I did about fifty trials uh, mm. during that time, uh, fifty jury trials. I did a lot of regular like judge trials, um, and it was a fantastic experience. I bet. What is it? What is it like um, being in front of a jury, trying to convince people?
0: It's almost like politics. I feel right, like trying well, to convince people of your your version of the events.
1: Yeah, a little bit. And and I, actually, I, what I think it is like is there's there's a lot of um, trying to explain. Um, laws to just regular non-lawyers, regular people who are in the community, and and that's that's actually the um, the great thing about our legal system is that like any decisions that have to be made about whether somebody's guilty or not guilty of a serious crime um, has to go in front of a a jury of somebody's peers. So it's not a bunch of lawyers who are trying to decide whether somebody's guilty or innocent um, or not guilty, I should say. Um, But it's, it's people who are, um, who don't know much about the law necessarily. And you have to teach them about uh, what the different standards are and, and what the laws are and and things like that.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. I've, I've never been summoned to a jury oh, wow. as much as I've like, always wanted to. I had a letter, uh-huh. um, and then they said, oh, you have to call on this night to figure out if, if you were selected. And then that wasn't. They said it was settled out of court or something, mm-hmm. so... Um, and so was, I
1: think if you, James, knowing like all the work that you've done in the community and all the things that you've you've accomplished in your life, just trying to be involved in things, <laughs> pretty sure you'd be the foreperson. I think I think if you, oh, were, yeah. I think if people went to saw you that. on a jury, they'd be like, let's make this guy the four person because he, he's a go getter and he likes to. And, <laughs> he and likes we to don't want to do involved. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like that kind of responsibility yeah. to have to jump in to do something like that. How, how long uh, were you at the prosecutor's office? So that was a total of, um, gosh. Um, let me, let me count it out. So seven plus four. So uh, 11 years, 11, oh, 12 years. Nice. Yeah. Um, of which, uh, uh, the last four years was be basically being like the number two person. So I, I was like the, what you call it is like the, the deputy or the chief deputy. Mm-hmm. Um, the first deputy there's, there's a lot of different terms for it, but, but basically it's the, um, it's like the, the right hand guy. So I, I was Peter Carlisle's uh, number two person in the office.
0: The right-hand man. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. so I can see now, like when he ran for mayor and then
1: won. Of course, right. He knew you—you you would be the guy that would get the job done for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So exactly, and and so he, uh, you know, of course was a—he's a got a phenomenal personality. Uh, yeah. Just is a very, you know, very funny guy. Um, you know, just very outgoing, uh, just big-time people person. Um, and so when he did run for mayor uh, back in 2010, it, it was a, um, it was a. Uh, Gosh, what do you call it? It's a. Uh, um, it was the thing where um, the previous mayor had stepped down to run for governor, and so it was. Um, I, I, boy, I'm liking out. It's the. It's not a regular election. It's a special. election. Oh, special. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that's that's essentially it. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. Okay. I didn't so, even think about that. So yeah. it was kind of winner take all, you know, and 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 you know, I think everybody knew who Peter Carlisle was. Um, you know, he had established quite a reputation for just you know really, um, you know, going after some very tough criminals and, mm. and things like that. So um, when he got elected, uh, then uh, then he needed somebody who to be kind of his uh, again his you know, his chief deputy, chief of staff, right hand person. Um, and, and so there's this title in the in the mayor's office called the managing director. And, um, and I think what people told him was it's more important that you have somebody. I, I should actually shouldn't speak for him, but this is what <laughs> yeah, I heard yeah, from yeah. him is Watch that out. it's more important. Um, it's more important for him to be with somebody that he trusts. Than somebody who has a lot of experience who he doesn't necessarily um know very well and and i think that and so i think he took that advice because i didn't really know much about the city <laughs> and and, uh, and so um it was quite a uh, uh you know it's quite a lesson like a like a real like drinking from a fire hose or standing in front of a waterfall and just letting you know a, a lot of pressure and force come upon you um, but that's what it was to to go from uh, just kind of being a prosecutor where Life was so simple and you're basically like this is a this is somebody who's accused of a crime so i've got to find the evidence to find them guilty to now we're talking about um, (laughs) sewers and garbage and potholes and and roads and the police and the first responders and and um the parks and recreation and and the beaches and and you know people who are using concessions and uh, you know sell you know selling concessions on the beach or hanama bay and um, it's the, the, what the city ends up doing is such a, um, is such a large part of, um, of the, the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just like you're kind of like the regular stuff that you, you need to be able to, you know, to function through life. It's also like all the fun stuff. It's Honolulu city lights. It's, it's, yeah. there, there's yeah. so many things, yeah. um, that are involved. And, uh, it was, uh, I, I would, I still to this day, I say that that was the toughest job I ever had. <laughs> I, I, I bet. And when you were a managing director, like how many people
0: did you have kind of like, I guess in, in your office, your staff?
1: Yeah, so in, in the office, it was probably like a, a dozen people, but, um, but this is how the, the structure of the, like the org chart um, for the city looks. If you actually look at the city and county of Honolulu and say, you know, what does the, the organization chart look like? You have the mayor at the top. So there's a rectangle that says mayor. <laughs> and then right underneath the mayor, there's the managing director. Okay, and the only report up to the mayor is the managing director. And then what you have is you have 23 city departments. Yeah. Okay? And all of those city departments that. report to the managing director. So, so really, the mayor only has one person who yeah. talks to him, oh, <laughs> that was me, so nice. um, and, which was, <laughs> kind of makes sense, because, you know, because then the mayor gets to go, you know, he, he has to touch the people and, you know, go out and yeah. be in the community and the and, and, yeah, and be an ambassador for Honolulu and sell it and everything. But the kind of the operations and the day to day stuff um, that fell to the that on the organization chart that falls to the managing director. So I think it wasn't so much that I had a, a staff in the office, but it was that I had these 23 different agencies that are all run by, you know, a very prominent, sharp, brilliant director, a very talented director, who now is reporting to me and expecting me to know everything that they know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I, remember that's when like, uh, I, I, I have, I have like, a journals of, of like every like a black notebook that I've always kept um, and I just keep buying the same black notebook over and over again and it, it was just <laughs> like filled with like okay say this to me one more time so I'm trying, oh, to, no. trying to explain this to me <laughs> like, like um, and, and just trying to keep notes and and just to keep track of everything so um, uh, you know I learned so much um, it was probably the the first time that I, I started learning uh, even more about like what what politics was like because mm-hmm. I, I think before as a prosecutor I wasn't really that involved in politics I mean it was just you know again you're all you're doing is just taking in you know a case where there's a somebody's been accused of a crime and then you're trying to figure out whether they're you know whether there's evidence to prove that they're guilty or not guilty um, politics of course is when you start working for the mayor's office then there's the city council and there's yeah um, and there's the state legislature and um, and that was my First experience of just starting to see okay there's this whole there's this whole public policy world of people who are elected officials um and uh they all have their own personalities and um, (laughs) the things that they that are are very important to them yeah you know they they uh, you know they they all have their different strengths and weaknesses frankly um and, and so uh so trying to get anything done means you have to get everything through and get approval of these different um, elected policymakers, right. and so um, again, that was something that I had no experience <laughs> in, uh, but but it was uh, it was uh, you know kind of amazing to just you know really be around so many sharp, interesting people and to be working with them.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the <clears throat> part of me. One of the reasons why I liked uh, I studied uh, my master's in public administration, yeah, and that's one of the things that uh, we learn about is uh, trying to balance the administrators role is to balance the policies and the ideologies of the politicians with the actual administrative um, operations like so if they say oh we want we want to do this well then the administrators <laughs> and have to, they have to figure out like oh, well can we do that with the budget and can we do that with, with, with the way the laws are written and things like that. So that that kind of fascinates me. How did how did you balance yeah, it, that? It would
1: have been so nice if I'd been in college and I uh, I learned that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think what I told yeah, you true. is that I was. An, you already mentioned that I was an English major. So so uh, and, and like like the kind of I was totally like liberal arts major all the way. So right. so I just basically studied like Victorian British literature and, and um, intro to arts. Yeah, they said very very little <laughs> about um, about kind of the balance of yeah. public administration, um, but I think that, that quickly became apparent. So, so actually the way you articulated it was exactly perfect. Um, (laughs) I don't think anybody ever said it to me in a lesson or anything like that. I wish I'd known that, but I think instinctively, um, that's what it was all about. It, It was understanding, you know, look, um, you know, we're, we're, we're answering to the public, um, you know, the public expects to have their garbage picked up. They they expect yes. to they they expect in to Chinatown drive specific. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I heard from you, yeah. or you know, or back then. I don't no, know. I'm not no, sure if not it was me. back then, <laughs> but but uh, but other people who were you right. know advocates in the community, um, and um, and so uh, it it's always like thinking about just kind of what the what the public needs to be able to get through their day. Um, I, I remember um, I'm like paraphrasing horribly, but but I remember that some lesson that came from the obama administration was the idea that you know the government should actually be um very invisible it should just be this this thing that like you know uh, the the average person when i say invisible i just mean that the average person should be able to go through their day yes. and their garbage gets picked up yes. um they don't when they drive on a road Um, they don't lose a wheel axle or anything like that because the roads are, are, are there. Um, When they call 911, the police show up, Uh, you know, there, there's, there's all, all those things that you just naturally expect that your taxes pay for are just going to happen. When you show up at a park, it's going to be, it's going to, the grass is going to be mowed. It won't be (laughs) yellow. It'll, you know, just, uh, you know, things like that. Um, And, um, and, and so uh, there's that expectation. Um, So, and that's what I, what I think you'd say is like the operations, like how, how the city runs um but then it's also just the kind of the vision that a lot of uh, elected people have whether it's the mayor or the city council or, or different um you know state leaders um they all have their own vision for what they want to see honolulu become um you know, rail of course was a yeah. has been a big thing in yeah. honolulu for Huge. for decades now for decades now um and it was a big deal even back then um because that's when the project was first um getting built so, um, so again, you would have a lot of people talking about um, what do we want the city to be like? You know, do we want to have um, mass transit? Is that what we believe in? as the you know is the the way to the future? Is getting everybody out of their cars and into mass transit? Things like that. And that's
0: and, and that's interesting too when you talk about the mass transit because the city was streetcar city. Yeah, Honolulu. Sure. Well, from cars. way back.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they paved yeah. it.
0: They made it because oh, we gotta have cars now. Mm-hmm. And now it's interesting to see because oh now we're gonna have the rail, <laughs> and they right. want bike lanes everywhere. Yes. But the streets just aren't aren't set for that. Yeah. But again, it'd be this, like your role, managing director, and the departments who take the vision of the politicians. Yeah. And try to put it to work with the limited resources that you really have. Yeah. And you know even the budget it might be what two two billion or whatever it was at your time, but that's you look at size and scope of the projects and things. It,
1: doesn't seem like that would go too far and 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 I think one of the things that really hits me quickly is is just how like a lot of it is like taking the the vision and the dream that people have and then trying to um figure out okay how are we going to make this happen um with all the different roadblocks and obstacles and and complications that come up yeah so I, I can't even tell you how many like beautiful beautiful drawings I've seen of like you know, like the perfect um, Honolulu uh, complete streets system. Oh. And I'm not trying to say this cynically. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, you know, this place where, you know, people are like walking and then there's another lane where people are biking yeah. and then people oh, are sitting and then they're like, they live right there and then they go downstairs <laughs> and they're, you know, just this perfect kind of urban environment. And honestly, I, I mean, I think a lot of people believe in, in that kind of that kind of world, but, but it's taking that, um, that vision, that beautiful drawing and then turning it into something that's actually going to happen. Wow, that is like <laughs> that's, that's that is where the um, all the, the work comes. And and especially when you have people who oppose it or people have different ideas. How why don't we try this idea? Um, then how do you keep steering the ship to getting that, that vision to come about? Um, you know, and, and I, I'm not we were just talking about streets, but I mean you could say the same thing about you know Aloha Stadium. You could say mm-hmm. the same thing about um, the Blaisdell Complex you know, what's that, you know, I've seen so many beautiful yeah, rides, what, yeah. what should Kapilani Park look like, um, you know, all, all, it, Alamana Park, you know, like that, that was stadium. the thing, yeah, yeah, the new stadium, um, you know, uh, you know, Kaka'ako back at the time, I mean, you know, that that's when all the high-rises were first getting built, and of course, now we know what it looks like, yeah. um, you know, with all the different, you know, yeah, All it's, it's very dense and yeah. but, uh, but I remember, again, seeing, like, phenomenal, beautiful pictures of what, you know what that was all gonna be like and and so it's it's just um the rubber meets the road when you actually have to try to make it all happen so yeah I think that's that's what's exciting
0: yeah, they do they, they come like even um because i serve on the neighborhood board yes for the downtown chinatown area and they come with these amazing beautiful ideas for the area and what they're gonna do and the pictures always look great but then we start asking them you know well how, how's that gonna look with what's there now and what's what's gonna go on because yeah. You know the pictures in the pictures. The buildings are new-looking and, and clean, but in reality, they're like old. They're from like the seventies, and they're not doing anything with that. But they're just you know putting a bike lane or, or something. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, you know, I love the idea of these projects, but again, that's the the thing that really fascinates me is like I was saying, like the balance of the the, the vision and then the actual like uh, you know administering and right. operating side of the things. Yeah, I yeah. don't know, it just fascinates me. But yeah. <laughs> I could just imagine. Uh, it, how is it? So let's just say the mayor has a, has a, has a vision, right? Um, I'm not too familiar with, uh, Peter Carlisle's administration. Cause I wasn't here, but can you remember any, any projects or something that you
1: guys wanted to get, get done? Maybe it's like a, a, a park somewhere or something. Uh, I, I would actually say the biggest thing was getting the rail project started. Um, I, I think that was, that was probably the, you know, the, again, this was like 2010. Yeah. Um, so. Eleven years ago, um, and and so there was a lot of opposition to even, you know, building the first uh, column out there <laughs> yeah. in in Kapolei. Um And, and so uh, and so there there was a lot of um, just trying to drive that through. Uh, the other big thing was that um, that uh, at the time, and actually it's still true, um, a, a portion of the rail project um, isn't just our our. Tax money going into it. It's actually the federal government chipping in right. money, and so that required um, a lot of support from Washington D.C. And, and, of course, the, the late Senator Inouye, who was um, you know, alive at the time. Yeah, um, you know, he was a proponent of the rail project and and getting that funding for Honolulu, and so there there was a lot of um, trying to make all that happen. So so I think just that um, that vision of trying to get it going. Um, it, it was, was a big was a big deal and, and to try to get the funding and try to get the city council to be able to be okay with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that was that was the the and big for, challenge. For oh,
0: Mayor Carlisle at the time, the rail had already been proposed previously.
1: It had been yeah, it had but been. you guys yeah. had to get the ground Yeah. We had to like get the project started. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah right so <laughs> and so, and so now whoever's doing so now uh, you know new mayor new mayor plan yeah. i mean his you know probably his you know big mission is you know how do i end this you know like you know it's been going on for so long i mean i think you know in fact the the, the mayor in the middle you know mayor caldwell i mean i think his his whole thing was you know how do i how do i keep the project moving and keep it going because mm-hmm. you know with every mile every new mile of every part that gets dug <laughs> up there there'd be a new complication yeah and, um something new to be uh, worried about Um, So he had to keep it moving. Um, And of course, the, you know, the project has been delayed and it's, (laughs) um, you know, it's ballooned out of control and costs. I'm not part of that. So I'm just going to stay out of what I think could have happened. I mean, just what, you know, or or why it all happened. Um, But I think now, you know, now we're in, this is a a very long-term infrastructure project. But I I guess the way I've always looked at it was was like, you know, H3 always seemed like something that was so... um, out there and could never could never exist and and that seemed you know almost like something that people would talk about for decades <laughs> about you know how do we connect leeward and windward side um and, and so uh when it actually opened up then it's like oh here's h3 you know and everybody's just using it yeah and, and like, it wow just, yeah, I have to drive just, all the way around yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah go into town and then and then go back over the the poly or, or i think i
0: think uh i don't want to get too much into the rail I, I i love the idea of a rail you know i i lived in you know, Brazil and things like this. And, and the rail system there was so easy. You just walk, get on the get on the rail, go wherever you have to go, get off, catch a bus, go further if you have to. I love the idea, but
1: I think people will will use it. Yeah. I think so. I, I believe in it too. And, and part of it is because uh, because the, the way the topography of Oahu is such that basically you have a straight line. Like like there's, like most cities sprawl out. Right? I mean, like LA. I mean, LA is a perfect example of like, Total sprawl in kind of a scary way. Yeah. Um, but even any other city, um, it's not geographically limited where you just have this one long rectangular corridor. Yes. Um, Oahu, the whole South Shore from from Hawaii Kai to uh, you know to Kapolei area. Um, is exactly that it's one long rectangle, <laughs> yeah, so it just kind of makes you sense that you, that you would <laughs> that you would create whatever it was if it was rail or if it was you know i mean at the time people were talking about buses or something yeah. you needed something that was kind of an expressway that would just move a lot of people up back and forth through that that corridor yeah. with the airport in the middle um you know so people can get dropped off there it it, it just um it it makes better sense than um Having a bunch of people randomly in cars getting into their, um, getting into traffic jams. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I just I th- I uh, I think people will use it. I don't want to get too much into the I bus people, and why yeah, people don't yeah. use that,
0: but actually, you know, depending where you're going, those buses are packed. Yeah, like, they're packed with people. Like people yeah, yeah, use yeah. the bus. I mean, yeah, it just yeah. Uh, it just seems like if you if you live on that side and you work downtown, you would support like the rail because yeah, why would you want to drive into town, especially yeah. if you live uh, over Everside this poor guys They got one road
1: up what fort weaver road <laughs> oh yeah that's but, uh, crazy but yeah we, we've uh yeah this has become a rail talk yeah, have, no, i, yeah, I have yeah, more, I I more my career since <laughs> it's, doug it's, chin's rail talk which you, yeah, i just you, really want <laughs> and this is how it always more more than i did this. even when i was uh, the running for state house it yeah, would yeah, always yeah, drift yeah. into a rail conversation <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> okay okay anyway so <laughs> we can talk about other parts of my, <laughs> of
0: my career <laughs> with, um, so his, did he run again and he lost
1: correct correct so that's then in the the actual uh general election then then he ran um and then he lost to, to uh, mayor caldwell mm-hmm. um and so with that then i, I went back into private practice and was uh you know kind of thought okay well that was my that was my big jump into the ocean (laughs) of of uh, uh, public policy and and i'm ready to just kind of be in the private sector and Uh, kind of working at carl smith and yeah 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 um that was nice uh but then i got a call from uh um you know governor ike's team about uh about becoming attorney general and so that was in 2015 and that's that's what i i I got appointed that's
0: and 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 that seems cool to me like so you went Uh, you went from like the prosecutor's office which was i'm sure you were a busy guy and then you go to just everything being thrown at you the entire island of oahu being thrown at you from (laughs) from yeah like you said like the sewers to everything and then it's kind of like over Mm -hmm. and then what is it like when you wake up the next day and you're not the managing director was there a a transition like did Um. you was your last day as managing director, and the next day, or the, the next, next day I started my job? Oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You didn't take yeah. a vacation? No,
1: you know what? I, I had kids, I had to put them through private school, and, it's and true. I needed to pay, I need to pay the bills. So, oh yeah, that's um, right. so I, I didn't really. You kept hustling. Yeah, yeah. I, like I, never, I never had some long, long uh, sabbatical where I got to travel around the world for a year or anything like that. <laughs> never, never has happened. <laughs> never has happened. It's it's pretty much. I end a job, and then I. I start the next day or the the monday after that yeah. I, I start <laughs> nah, that's start
0: cool the though job. that's cool yeah and um so igay taps you you become attorney general and what is that like because i feel like when you go from the private practice to like you're an attorney general that's like i don't know it just seems like a huge title like you have so yeah. much response like you can file lawsuits against the president's administration sure. right which you did sure yeah like, that's, I don't know, man, to me, that's like, oh, when you're signing something, like, I don't know, just the power behind that
1: is fascinating to me. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and I think I think it probably helped that I had been doing what I was doing in the city um, to uh, to not let the power get to me. I think I'd been, uh, frankly, I'd been humbled so much by all the lessons that I'd learned um, working in the city as the managing director that uh, that, you know, of course, like, kind of the like, wow, you know, gee, they thought of me to do that. You know, that's amazing. You know, that's you know, that's you know, so just feeling very, you know, flattered and honored in, right. in that sense. Um, but but I think going into the job, um, you know, I, I think you you ask people around you know whether I was throwing my weight around or I, I don't think so. I think, no, I don't. I, I don't people, mean like that. Yeah, I just mean like just like fat because
0: f- for me, I studied politics. I was never interested until I, my mission in Iraq, and that's a whole other story but I dealt, it dealt a lot with politicians and, and leaders from around the world. And it just fascinated me. So that's what made me interested in politics. It wasn't about like the, like the power or whatever, but it's just when you're a broke kid in the city of Pittsburgh where I'm from yeah. and you don't know what politicians are, you don't care because they're not doing anything you feel for your community. Uh, it's just fascinating to know that there are people out there who have these positions to to really make change, whether they do or not but yeah. the the power of the pen is 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 like they say mightier than a sword, yeah so when I think of an attorney general, the attorney general has such power to um you know sure the president's administration with the travel bans and and like you know I could never fathom that and or or if there's corruption within the state and your ability right. to go and and go after that like right which fascinates me because you don't get security as state attorney general no it's just wow (laughs) uh no (laughs) you don't you don't so so
1: actually that was kind of um ironic is that i I, you know i we'll talk about the the time the short time i was lieutenant governor and 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 so i did have security detail then. i didn't have security detail as attorney general and that was actually the time when i was getting death threats um because i had uh you know filed on behalf of the state of hawaii against (laughs) president trump uh, for the the Muslim travel ban and right. and um, and just the the orders that got issued and and you know we took the stand um, based on religious discrimination ethnic discrimination felt like that's just a really really strong value for the people of Hawaii and and uh, it, it was something that um, a large portion of the population or their parents or grandparents had gone through um, during the Japanese internment camps yeah. um, in World War Two um, and so uh, and so we felt like you know hey this is an opportunity to really um, you know, I don't want to say share Hawaii's values, but but to just really promote that, um, and 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 not that we were the only state. There were a lot of other you know other states that got involved. You know, ours was just the one that ended up making it all the way to the Supreme Court, which is a complicated thing. But that's <laughs> that's just how it all worked out. Um, and so um, and so yeah, the you know I, when, when I got involved in that, um, there was it, it was a, a very heavily charged um, lawsuit to get involved in um, and. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that you know the president would really you know like as we know now in twenty twenty one would really kind of you know rile up his group right. um, you know get them very uh, rabid and intense and uh, and kind of uh, say it's okay uh, to you know to basically threaten violence or to be violent yeah, and, you yeah. Know, or, or or I don't think no yeah you know, that's probably saying it overstating it but but just kind of letting it happen you know kind mm-hmm. of like you know so if there was um, if there was violence that took place. Um, like like in the south or something like that, then he'd say, you know, well, both sides are, oh yeah, both sides are kind of like kind of yeah, you kind of saying kind of thing, it's okay, yeah. you know, it's this is and and so I, I think that pass that was given to people, um, or the people who really followed him, um, and follow him to this day, uh, that was kind of dangerous, and so it it kind of opened it up to you know, yeah, so you know, here's this person out here who's you know suing president trump that's my enemy now and i think i think he should yeah. die and i think his family um should die and, and you know i i remember like i mean we're sitting here in my house right now but i, I remember you know uh, just going out to the mailbox and and seeing you know a, a threatening letter that was very um it was very vulgar it was pornographic um it was um just it was just very um scary and mm-hmm. it was just talking about how you know they were going to like kill me and my family. Um, so I didn't have security to tell back Jesus. to them. I was like, wow. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, and are you, a- are you sharing yeah. these with your oh, family? Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't, didn't show my kids, but, but yeah. you know, uh, you know, so, but, but, um, but I think we, you know, I, I think that it, it was just that kind of charged atmosphere. So I, I don't want to like, over dramatized my life because I think we took that letter to, you know, to our investigators. They kind of figured, okay, this is, yeah, cause they have their ways of checking social media and, and yeah. you know, like, is this person legit or, you know, or what, where is this coming from? <laughs> it was coming from out of state. Um, you know, so it, was it, it didn't feel like, you know, like a legitimate threat, you know? Um, yeah, but, um, even though you don't, even though people are telling you this isn't a legitimate threat, it doesn't feel good. Like yeah. it, it's not, well, and you not never want to take a yeah. chance. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're not going to,
0: yeah. It's so. kind of like when the FBI gets a tip that there's going to be some violence and they didn't do anything about it. Oh, yeah. well, but yeah. you never know because they get a, a million tips. Right. You might have got a, you know, a thousand death threats. Right. And one of the, you never know. One of them might have been the guy. Yeah. right, to, right, right, right. It's fascinating. Right. Did you um, request it, security or can uh, No. Nah. The
1: governor didn't call you like, hey, bro, you no. you kind of want some security. No, maybe I joked about it, but, but I, I guess <laughs> I just... I don't know. I think, I, I mean, I, I think it was balanced out, uh, I think, especially here in Hawaii. So, so for, you know, I mean, I think there were a lot of people in Hawaii who did not like what I did. Of you course. Know, who just yeah. you know, thought, I have, this is a waste I'm, of I'm money. I'm friends with plenty of, yeah, money. Yeah, waste of your Yeah, you know, waste of our money. You know, why are you doing this? Yeah. You know, you shouldn't get involved. You're over-politicizing it, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think uh, that was actually a, uh, a significant minority here in Hawaii, whereas, you know, I think most people, like, there, there are a lot of people who are just really like, we are with you all the way, and, yeah. and I think that really meant a lot. Um, whereas I, I know from my um, my colleague attorney generals uh, that were in other states, um, they were in much more purple states where mm. um, it'd be more like fifty fifty. You know, so if they were to do something and take a stand on something like this, then basically they've got half the population against yeah. them. Or to me, it felt more like fifteen percent or something like that. And so, and so I think for all the negative stuff I got, there was a lot of really um, you know people who were really moved, I mean, you know, just, you know, I mean, like I met with the, the Muslim families that live here that, you know, they made it all the way from the Middle East out here to Hawaii, they had amazing stories. And, um, and just to see how grateful they were and, and to actually, I mean, like, literally, we're talking about true life stories about people who say, you know, my, my mother can't get back, you know, or my, you know, my grandmother oh, who yeah, raised that's... the grandkids is not allowed to come back into the country anymore and and then to you know to be fighting for that and to realize well hey you know it easily could have been uh uh you know a ban against uh you know people who were of you know chinese american descent or you know or you know or or uh you know filipinos or or something like that president trump was arguing with the president of the philippines back then and so i think people were thinking he's going to put a travel ban on the philippines yeah yeah you know that that would have that would have made everybody go berserk i mean you know i think that one yeah that one would have Cause Hawaii has a,
0: a lot of Filipinos. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, besides the, the, the Trump lawsuit that you had, what like, what other types of things like, cause I don't know too much about the position of attorney general. Sure. What is like an average day
1: for the attorney general? If, <laughs> um, it's, if it's, you can describe it's a it. lot, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit more of that, that drinking from a fire hose, a little bit more of that like standing <laughs> in front of a waterfall, um, or wait, sorry. But, um, what, how do you decide also how you decide what lawsuits you're going to file? Is it like sure. the governor, the state legislature, speaker of the house, they come to you? Okay. okay. Great question. It's, um, uh, it's all of the above. Uh, so, I mean, you know, those, those people are your clients so that they, they might, um, you know, they, the, you know, they're your clients. So they, they might be, you know, presenting these ideas. Um, ultimately it is the attorney general that decides what they, what they, um, want to do or not do. Um, I, I think what makes all of that possible, and again, it helped me to be in the city, was to just realize that, you know, you kind of talked about like, oh, there's all these people who end up, you know, doing these like really, really high power positions or, you know, hard, big positions of authority. How do they do it? Yeah. Um, okay, so I think the lesson that I had to learn was, um, you know, gotta be humble, gotta listen, um, and, and really let the people who are around you, um, like, be advisors to you, yeah. Um, and so, whatever lesson I learned, whether it's from <laughs> my parents or from you know my my mentors growing up or anything like that, um, it was always this idea of you know you got to be open to advice and you got to be you know like don't decide you're the one who knows everything. Yeah. And and, um, and I think that that life lesson um, has probably served me very very well because because it's always helped me to realize you know I gotta you know, I gotta depend on people around me who had a lot of experience, who can see things, who can, you know, kind of you know, point things out. And then just, and then on my end, I, I have to have the judgment to kind of sift through all that and say, okay, this is important. We're gonna charge on this, this one, you know, we're gonna put, you know, on the back burner, things like that.
0: And is it is it kind of like, like an everyday you might be getting something
1: or? Yeah, um, so, I, I mean, so the average day um, was like, I mean, during the legislative session, so like I'd say from you know, January to April or May, there's just a lot, of, um, there's a lot of new bills, new laws that are being introduced. So there, there's just kind of a lot of basic advice that has to be given throughout mm-hmm. that um, in order to help the, the legislature uh, or the administration figure out how they're gonna put these new laws into effect or whether there's any problems or any things that needs to be thinking about. Okay, so that's one bucket of, of stuff. Um, and then the other thing is is just kind of like what I'd say almost like the city, a little bit like the city, is, is this idea that there's just sort of the day-to-day things that the state does. You know, they run the Department of Health, they run yeah. the, the airports, they yeah, do, you know, okay, do all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I see that. So so there's a lot of lawyer stuff that happens there. Um, that's another bucket. And then there's another bucket of like, you know, protecting the people of Hawaii. So it's not just like constitutional things which are important things, but like like the, the Muslim travel ban. Um, but it's also um, people are who are being cheated because their um, prescription drugs are being um, are, are too high like they the costs the prices for those are, are too expensive um, and so the you know the pharmaceutical companies are are gouging them because they know how much people need these these drugs and so um, so there's there's that um, and and, uh, and so anyway it, it kind of falls into these different buckets so, part
0: of me uh so i guess uh, so let's just say uh, a bill goes to the governor let's just say legalize marijuana that's the thing okay sure. does he consult you and he says hey this is what they want to do you take a look at the bill and you say ah, look federally you cannot right and then the governor might say okay because federally cannot i don't support it right but let's just say he passes it what I get what what punishment does the governor have to withstand from right. anyone if he makes right. m- marijuana legal in the state of Hawaii.
1: Right. So great questions and and I realize I've, I'm saying right to what you're saying so let me just explain that I'll, i'm gonna become a lawyer now I'm trying to explain what, what, I was, what i was saying right well when you, but, but say, I was when you say, say right to yeah, me yeah. i think you're just it's, just, it's like a, you've saying, got it yeah yeah i'm you acknowledging it. you understand I'm what I mean. I'm acknowledging what you're saying now i'm going to answer your question or well, um, you're like right so, you don't <laughs> <laughs> you're <no>. wrong <laughs> <laughs> right that's wrong yeah. no 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 um uh, what i like uh, the example that you had like on legalizing marijuana so uh, so when that, that came up what came up was the idea of um was like um, opening up, uh, during that time, it was the idea of opening up um, medical marijuana dispensaries, uh, which that's we right. now have some of those. Yeah. So, and and that's, um, um, you know, now the talk is about just legalizing marijuana, but but back then, um, just even being able to open up medical marijuana dispensaries. Uh, the, the answer is to say, is to tell the governor, this is what federal law is saying. Okay, so it's, it's not to say that federal law doesn't, um, allow a state to do it but the federal law is saying it's against the law Mm. so if a state passes a law we're going to have to hash that out probably in court or or you know or with the federal government because now we're you know we're doing something that the federal law is is saying is is not is not right so it's it's not so much of saying you can't do it it's just saying this is going to be an obstacle the states and the feds separate uh, it's, and it's supposed to be, yeah right there's the 10th be. amendment and you know the feds, feds are supposed but to they re- can always hold the money right. i guess yeah yeah so exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly so it's it's not so much of um you know governor you can do this or you cannot do this it's more identifying the obstacles so that way he knows um, or she if it's a female governor then they would know um that uh that this is going to be an obstacle and they're just going to have to come up with so yeah. they just have oh, to, they're gonna have to be ready for that how to navigate yeah. those waters yeah. Yeah. or decide or decide I'm not going to do this at all because I don't want to deal with that obstacle um so that's that's the thing and and then, I, and, then and, and I think the other thing that I would say because then your other question is well what happens if you give advice and then the the decision maker you know whether it's the legislature passing a law or the governor allowing something to become a law um what if they just don't take your advice and and you know do do something else, you know, they they just say, no, no, we're going to let it become a law, because that's, that's how, that's how important it is. Um, Well, then I'm going to defend it. You know, I'm going to fight for it. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So, so I I think that's kind of the, the, the thing about being a lawyer is, is I always think of the movie, Aladdin, where it's like, you know, like, you're, you're the, you're the genie, but like, you're, because you're the one who has like, you know, people would think, oh, you've got all these powers and authorities, but really, you're a servant, like, all you're doing is serving, your client yeah. and whatever they ultimately decide to do you just got to back up. on yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah
0: that's yeah and I kind of I don't want to dive too much into that but like when people were um ripping on the um attorneys who defended Trump um at his impeachment trial they were like trying to cancel these attorneys oh yeah it's not everyone yeah, yeah. whether you like the guy or not everyone has to
1: have the right to trial yeah to be defended but like, sure, sure. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, and I think a lot of lawyers didn't want to represent Trump because because I think they they felt like he was asking them to um, to like make factual statements that weren't true. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think ultimately the guys who did end up um, defending Trump, they they were trying to focus on a, a different strategy um, of just saying that, you know, this isn't something to this isn't something that you should impeach a president. You yeah. Know, for. Yeah. Um, but I think they always had that problem of they have a client that wants to do things a certain way. And so, the, yeah. you know, and so I mean, I think that's the other option a lawyer has. I mean, if you, if you can't go along with what your client is wanting, you could always quit. You can always say, I resign. Yeah. Um, over I, I this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, my but, conscience won't let me, you know, I can't, you know, we have done live that with myself. <laughs> if I, if I'm when, when I worked at the, like the family law firm, they've, they've,
0: we, they've had to do that to a, a few clients while yeah. I was there because you yeah. just, you can't work with them, you know, can only defend someone for so, for so long before you're like, yeah, but you don't you don't understand like this. Right. You're probably not gonna come out on top, but you can at least come out a little, you know, land a little easy, I guess. But right. and then I I, I guess had to side, so, um, if are the are the congressional delegation or maybe you don't know, maybe that's more of the governor, but are are they aware, like, because I feel like if the governor does pass like legalize marijuana, and I only bring that up because it's uh, something that sure, everyone knows CSU about. Right now, yeah. Is it something that then, and again, you might not know, but then the governor has to relate to the congressional delegation. Like, this is what we're going to do because now right. they have to work within the actual federal government
1: right. to, you know, possibly get money for the rail or something like that. One hundred percent, and and I think that's that's, uh, you know, a lot of that kind of, um, I mean, I'll just say I think a lot of those behind the scenes conversations, yeah, um, have to happen because because it's it's a kind of a you know, any sort of change that you're making to. The system, uh, you know, legalizing marijuana, uh, legalizing cannabis—I mean, I think that's what people call it. Yeah. It's cannabis. Um, it is. Uh, it, it's going to have a ripple effect. You know, it'll 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 make somebody mad in Washington D.C. Oh, you yeah. know, or in, some in, lobby so group will pass something, and you know, and, and so um, and so, just being aware. I, I think I think that's what I could see that, like, being the attorney general was like, you know, trying to identify issues. You know, not so much passing judgment on something. But to say, you know, here are the potential issues and the obstacles that you, the decision maker, the policymaker, has to think about. Um, and whatever you decide, we're gonna back you know, we'll defend you. Yeah, you know, unless unless you tell us to you know, lie and cheat and steal, in which case we'll we'll resign. Yeah. But 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 you know, other than that, you know, we're gonna try to
0: And that's that's what's cool. That's what I, I like. That's and that's kinda like a why I wanted to do the the podcast that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh because I wanna you know I don't anyone can have whatever opinion they have you can whatever you want whatever you're doing in life great but i i wanna I don't wanna interrogate people, but I wanna know more I wanna know why like why do, why do people do certain things what what makes their mind work what do they do? the attorney general is like that's fascinating to 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 just learn about you know something you hear about every so often, but you just I don't really know what the attorney general actually does yeah. like in a day to day thing. So I think it's, uh, and I appreciate you you
1: filling us in on that. So here's what I would actually say about the, the Muslim travel ban and, you know, whether it was something that, you know, like like I, I sat around and thought and took a poll and, and thought about, you know, do people like this, do people not like this? I, I can tell you right now, like, it, it didn't even, like, I didn't even hesitate. <laughs> like, it was just, like, it was, you know, <laughs> what, I, what I saw, what was happening on TV um, and just saw, you know, like the, the you know, what was being said about Muslims uh, you know all Muslims are terrorists yeah. um, and just thought <laughs> about like uh, you know like that's that, you know it'd be so easy for someone else to say, you know all Catholics are terrorists or all right. Jews are enemies of the country or something like that um, and, and so when the when the idea or the proposal came to you know like you know Hawaii should take a stand and, and sue the president on this, like I didn't even hesitate, oh, which, which people, some people might be like, that's crazy scary. But like to me, I, I'm honest. I mean, that's I, yeah. It was it was not even a. Gee, I wonder if we should. I was I was like, no, we definitely should do that because like this is this is something like one. I actually felt like, and do feel like still we're gonna be on the right side of history? I'm not. I'm not gonna be on the wrong side of history on this. Yeah, There's yeah. no way. <laughs> like just from a value standpoint. Uh, uh, I, I am, you know, I don't mean to be arrogant about this, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be yeah. on the right hand, of, you know, knowing how my kids are and knowing how the generations are moving and, you know, just how, how the, everyone's evolving. Who
0: contacted you for that?
1: And is that something uh, that you have to consult with the governor? You have to say, hey, I'm going to file sure. this. it's So actually, it, I mean, it's the attorney general who ends up deciding what they're going to do, but but um, but certainly talk to Governor Ige, who's fully in support of it. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's, yeah, that's how that cool.
0: Works. That's probably yeah. the, the most controversial thing that yeah. you really had to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Unless and, there's and anything we, else. We had, to...
1: No. Uh, I mean, there were, but, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, a lot of different things. But but what I would say about that is that um, I mean, you know, the the ultimate decision was a five four decision that was against us, um, you know, that ruled against us. But every judge, every panel. That we went up against along the way, all the way up to the Supreme Court, always ruled for us, hmm. you know, and almost in a no-brainer kind of sense, like, like, of course this is discrimination, <laughs> you know, like, you know, you, you, you can't be just you know blocking people just because of their religion, or, you know, or you know where they're coming from. So, so I think that that um, you know that gave me some some hope that yeah. you know even though our Supreme Court actually has become even more conservative. Um, that you know, that's kind of how history works. You know, time just keeps moving, and and um, and, and things keep changing. I mean, you know, gosh darn it, we're twenty twenty one. We have a new president, so yeah, you know, we're you know we're in a different <laughs> place right now. So, um, you know, things things will be changing. And for you for you.
0: You went from the attorney general. You resigned, yeah, mm-hmm. to, to focus on uh, running for Congress, and what. What uh, kind of what clicked in your head, and you said, you know what I need. I feel
1: the need or the want to, to run for Congress. Yeah, uh, yeah Great question, because because I had not run for office before. Yeah. Um. And, and I think, you know, a lot of it, uh, you know, I caught up might be make it seem too shallow, but I but I think it was just, I, you know, I think I felt, the same, um, the anger, the same kind of daily frustration <laughs> that people a lot you know not everybody, but, uh, but a lot of people felt during the last administration. Um, and, and just a sense of, you know, I need to do whatever I can to help make this, make things right. And so, um, and so one of the things that I saw was that, well, a way that I could be able to help out is to really be able to, uh, you know, is to get to Washington DC and to be able to be, you know, someone who can be a check on the executive branch and and the things that they were doing. Um, and so that, you know, that, that's kind of what, what got me motivated to do it. Um, and then probably the second part was just a feeling of you know hey you know if, if I've got a shot at doing something like this and I felt like it did have a shot yeah what yeah. um, then 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 I should you know I should keep trying to find ways to be able to um, serve the community and and you know I mean honestly I mean, that, that, that's whatever whatever gene that was passed on to me or, or uh, you know my, my mom always said, you know we come from a long family of advisors you know that's you know that's what she once said to me um, it's a uh, uh, you know, so whatever was passed on to me, or, or just lessons they learned, then it was always kind of like, okay, you know, you gotta, you gotta try to give back to the community. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I see your life, James, and I yeah, yeah. think that, you know, that's, that's kind of, you, you've you done that as well, that, that you, you know, no matter what you do in your regular work, um, mm-hmm. which is great, uh, you're, you're always starting to think, okay, well, then, you know, in my spare time, I want to figure out ways to be able to serve the community, and to be able to help my neighborhood, um, you know, that's that's good I mean yeah yeah give back give back the charitable heart yeah and and we all give back in different ways I mean some people give back just by you know um, contributing money some people give back by um, just volunteering at their their social organization or church or something like that Um, and I, I think because I started to have this opportunity to be able to be involved in the public policy government world um, I started to have more of a vision of you know, hey, I can be able to give back in this way. I should say right now because I'm <laughs> starting to sound like I want to run for something. I'm no, I'm not interested in running for something. So, so James so, heard it uh, right Doug here. Do you like to announce anything? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. no. Yeah, so you just heard it here. But I'm that's, not, I mean, that's. So I've, I've kind of, I've, you know, I'm in a different place right now, so I just, you know. But I, that's that's, that's kind of what it about. is, like,
0: um, and I think once you are in the political world like you were a managing director you yeah. might not have been a politician per se i would still consider that a politician because you're kind of between the politician and the administrators uh yeah i think once you do that and you start seeing the changes in a community and you realize these roles are very specific to making the change right. i think
1: it just kind of sticks with you yeah well and, and i think some of it is just realizing that you can swim in the pool like you can like i can like i think I think previously if someone 20 years, like in law school, I never was involved in student government, Like that's which is really funny because, you know, like, yeah, I was not in, I mean, I was probably the last time I was in student government was, you know, I was the president of my elementary school (laughs) student council and then I was class treasurer in high school. You know, that was, that was like my, my big runs for election. Um, But I think in, in college or in law school, if you said, oh, you're going to have a government life, um, I, I, would have laughed I, I never <laughs> saw myself doing that um, and a lot of it is because I just I just you know say I you know I could never run in that circle I mean yeah. how could I, you know how could I even keep up with that or, or just or or stomach it you know because yeah. I mean people a lot of people, people look down on it right yeah. and people are like oh it's just people who are just everyone's everyone is They're just a corrupt. lying corrupt uh, you know person and I think like getting involved in city government and state government then, then you actually start seeing that all these famous names or all these people who are in the news, they're people. Like, they're, you know, they've yeah. got their egos, they've got all the different things going on, but they are people yeah. at the core. Yeah. And and so once you start understanding, you know, the governor is a person, the mayor is a person. Yeah. Like, you know, like the, the, you know, all the different, you know, the, the leaders in the legislature, they are people. Um, then 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 I think some of the intimidation factor about all that, you know, like the congressional delegation, they're, they're, you ah know, oh, that's so amazing yeah. they are people you know yeah, and, just and yeah yeah and you know they they've been you know whatever you know um you know talent or circumstances or luck has been thrust into their life that they they are now being able to take on these very very important roles um, but at the end of the day they, they are people and 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 to to feel like less intimidated by that then that that's what makes me think you know okay you know this is you know i i can I can I can hang with this you know and I can I can be yeah. helpful you know I I don't have to be scared of it I can be helpful if, if you know if I ever get the chance to do that. oh that's yeah and you are very humble
0: um and, but I think that's I think those are I'm the, I super think, humble I think, no, no, <laughs> yeah yeah oh, no, please, that's tell, what that's please, like. please tell us how humble yeah you are. yeah 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 I can't even express <laughs> to you just how <laughs> like I'm the most just, humble person
1: no, no, no. I just no. think like uh, yeah.
0: I think those kinds of people make um, better politicians the ones who didn't really want to do it they just kind of like um maybe had something click or, or someone said oh you should you should you know you seem like you you could run and win for whatever reason they just were never so interested in politics and then they get in because they're you know their mindset is different uh, I think people who have just worked in government their whole life or or have only worked for politicians um you know they have a different mentality you know it's even like with um when you have <laughs> politicians who who just kind of like maybe they just have a, a government job out of college or something and they've never had to like own a business things like this i don't know just they just don't have a in my opinion like a real world view of how policy uh, will affect right you know the actual economy right. but um i just think uh it's it's the only, when people ask me like why i wanted to run i say because it's i am so fascinated by so many things i belong to so many different groups because they're all doing different things that i find interesting um i said but you know when i go to work it's just my one thing i'm just focused on that one thing at work i said but in my in my mind if i were an elected official i could now do full-time every day all day all the you know Working with the homeless organizations to try to figure out what they need, mm-hmm. you know, working with other, um, you know, sides of the government, and you know, what, what what can we do to make this better and that better? You you just you could do so much more than I can. Just you know, at my everyday nine to five, <laughs> you know, yeah. So that's why I've always wanted to run because, um, you know, I see like okay, the the homeless sleeping all over Chinatown. Okay, I want to I want to work on that. But also i want to figure out you know how do we support small businesses what can we do let's get some research how can we raise the minimum wage and not impact the businesses so negatively mm-hmm. yeah and not lose jobs you know things like that you know that's i would love to just focus on that full time but mm-hmm. you know cannot <laughs> mm-hmm. and then so i have to i have to ask you were attorney general you mm-hmm. became lieutenant governor yes. explain a day in the life to the lieutenant governor for me because I, I still think it's fascinating. Like,
1: you get—is it twenty-four hour security? Uh, yes. Oh, uh, well, it's uh, eighteen-hour days. Eighteen-hour yeah, 18 hour security. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So they they drop me off at home and then they pick me up in the morning. Oh, okay. So they're yeah. not like staking out your your house no. at night. Uh, unless like I'm this. unless I'm on a trip. Oh wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was like uh, so first of all they're awesome the, the you know so I, I don't want to embarrass them but the, the, the lieutenant Governor security detail is the best there they're just oh, wonderful really? wonderful people I know um, I know and you get very close to them like you just really like love them and and so it's uh, you know because they, they become kind of part of your family and, and yeah. I, like literally I was only lieutenant governor for 10 <laughs> months but it was that short but it was um, but it was like a, it' was a little bit like a dream um, I't can't, I can't believe that. That yeah that's cool still because um, I just
0: I just feel so I know some of the I don't know them like personally but say hi and, and talk story when I like some of the guys on the yeah. on the uh, governor's detail yeah super chill yeah, They're so cool and they're yeah. You know, yeah I feel like they would throw me through a building yeah. they're just so like
1: right yeah, it's pretty <laughs> awesome yeah but um you, you know it was a it, it was a great experience uh, you know I was really honored to be able to uh to be able to be involved in that um, you know, got involved in some stuff with, anyway, I don't, I don't want to talk about all the stuff I do. <laughs> it was just, well, that's, that's a, well, you know, it, it was a good, it was a great experience. I'm just so, curious,
0: like, how, what was it like? So when you, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll do it since the speaker or, the, um, yeah, the, the Senate president and the speaker said no.
1: So then you were next in line. So you said, yeah. And then, uh, what was, I'll tell you the thing. Uh, I've got a great story is that, um, is that, that, that next day I was supposed to help out at the Punahou carnival, um, so I was supposed to volunteer at the Punahou <laughs> Carnival, yeah. and so um, and so what happened was uh, I said, "Okay, I'll do it," and then like next thing I know, it's like it's like six in the morning, and there's like all these cars outside <laughs> in the driveway, and it's the security detail saying we're going to take you to the Punahou Carnival. Is that because we understand that's what's, you know, you're taking a vacation day because you're going to be volunteering. there? Yeah. yeah. At that. And I was like, Oh, hello. Um, <laughs> you didn't know they were coming. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I kind of got an idea. Oh, but, yeah. but, I mean, they, I knew, I knew, but, but still it was just kind of like the first experience and I'm kind of like, you know, son, wake up. Uh, these people are going to bring us to bring you to school. <laughs> oh, they <laughs> like, take your kids. To yeah. School? Yeah. Cause they, they, oh. they, they do, they do what, what you would do. During the day, if you had a car, oh, you know, so, wow. so it's stuff like that. That's so, crazy. so in other words, instead of me, like, because I would be driving my son right to school, you know, to, to do something. Then I would be going to work. That's how I would, <laughs> that's how, you know, we wouldn't just be like, son, walk. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you gotta you got walk to walk Dad to has to, <laughs> right, bro. Yeah, yeah. And are they staying you know around the do. school during the whole time? Or? No, 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 then they'd be with me, right? Then they'd go, you oh, know, yeah, yeah, then they, they go. Oh,
0: okay. So yeah. they're not really necessarily right. protecting the kids. Right. They're protecting just what, of, what the
1: Lieutenant yeah, governor or the governor is doing with their day as they, are they can't have you
0: drive into school and something happens. Yeah, right. Like car accident or something ridiculous. Right. Interesting. Right. Yeah, that's right. a I always wondered that I, I never asked you. but right. I always wondered because I, I remember I saw you. Um, I saw you I think it was uh, there was somewhere in downtown at that building by the pier. Oh, there was some oh, event Aloha one or one of the towers. Uh, it was like one of the, it was some union. I don't oh, know yeah, it was, yeah, like a yeah. meet and greet or uh-huh. what it was, but I just remember, I see the big suburban pull up security yeah. guys come out you were kind of cheesing. You're like, hey. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Cause, uh, when I was in Iraq, yeah. that's what I, I did personal security oh, detail. Oh yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, like we were super close to our, our generals yeah, that we protected and exactly. they were super cool. And, right. uh, <laughs>
1: it's, it's kind of a amazing uh, you know it's um I I have another great story it's it's that um it's that I I'm going to say this is that like running for office is a really really scary thing running for congress super scary it just it, it, it just makes you feel very exposed all yeah. the time oh, yeah. everybody is looking at yeah, you everybody's great. judging yeah. you figuring stuff out and and I remember feeling very very intimidated by me, by that and so um you know and, and so there's actually this this like beautiful kind of like spiritual type song that talks about like you know how like wherever you go you know your higher power is in front of you and your higher power is behind you um and that's kind of like meant to like encourage you to like wherever i go then you know my you know my 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 angels are in front of me yeah, and they're they, behind got you. Me. yeah they got me they yeah got me. and so and so that actually like i remember really touched me because i because i, I Kind of had a physical example of that like i could experience that or uh, yeah you that's know what true. I've got, i yeah. got somebody in front of me <laughs> someone and i've got somebody me. behind me and i should you know, actually kind of I, I haven't thought about that for a long time but i remember that really meant a lot to me and and, and uh it you know kind of uh, so i'm going to remember that now <laughs> even though i don't that's you know awesome. that, that's you know like you know if, if you believe in that stuff then that you know you have those you know you have those guardians that are in front of you and behind you no matter where you go Kind of puts kind of you of nice.
0: at ease, makes you a little confident. Yeah, right?
1: yeah, exactly. You know, and then what helps was, you to be able to focus instead of on your fears than to be able to like focus on you know what's you know what's what do I what I, what can I do what can I right. contribute and, and I think that that helped.
0: Oh, that's cool. Um, and then, as a lieutenant governor, what what kind of like? So what, most people, I think, when they think of lieutenant governor, they think of. uh um, you know, cutting ribbons.
1: Yep. You know, photos. A little bit of a backup quarterback thing going on <laughs> for sure. Uh, <laughs> Did you enjoy sure. that? Uh, it's okay. It was good. Um, you know, I mean, I think I, in, frankly, I think being attorney general was more, uh, more exciting. Um, but you know, I, I also, uh, I mean, I think there's there's a great opportunity to be able to champion some different things. So I, I got involved in like, um, you know, agro, uh, like uh, you know, farm to table. Type mm-hmm. stuff, you know, just trying to really um, push for local agriculture. Um, some of that was, uh, had been done by my, my predecessor, so I was keeping that going. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing had to do with um, opioids, which was like me taking an agenda that came from, um, came from the attorney general's and kind of shifting that over to the lieutenant governor's office. Um, and so those were, you know, I mean, it was a really short time, but I got to be able to um, help out with those things. In 10 months, you say? Yeah. It was 10 months? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. So, that time goes fast, no? Yeah. Now, speaking of time goes fast, I am not going to let you talk to me for more than an hour because I do not think people want to hear me talk for more than an hour. So, uh, so let's, do, let's, let's talk do, about police commission. Yes. Let's okay. do, yeah. Let's do that. One more. One more thing. I, I was actually thinking about it because I was thinking about you know, like all the like the top twenty podcasts out there like they, they talk to like these huge big stars and they you know like no, you those know, guys only talk for an hour. So I, I nobody think, wants to listen to me talk for an hour.
0: I think the best is because you 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 let people get deep.
1: Yeah, and then people yeah,
0: can learn more. They can always fast forward through. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the other side is that you can clip it down into sections. That's true. You know, Doug Chin yeah, tells James Logue how amazing yeah. he is.
1: <laughs> how phenomenally humble yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So humble. Honolulu Police uh, Commission. Yeah. So, that you know, I mean, I think that to me is like the, the perfect um, – a, a, just a great balance for what I'm trying to do right now. So I'm back in the private sector. Uh, I have not, just let me say it one more time, I'm not <laughs> interested in running for anything. Um, right now I'm just trying to, you know, I'm working in the private sector and mm. trying to pay for my son's college, trying to pay off my daughter's college. Um, you know, it's kind of like the life mission the, these days. Um, but there's still a part of me that wants to give back. And so I, I was really, I'm just thrilled uh, when former mayor Caldwell uh, appointed me to be on the police commission, really appreciated the city council for confirming me. Um, and and so I, I, I feel like here's a great time to be involved um, as someone who is formerly in law enforcement, prosecutor's office, attorney general, um, you know, with all the things that have happened in the last year, um, you know, with, with Black Lives Matter, uh, with body-worn cameras really showing, you know, a lot, a lot of, um, you know, unwarranted killings yeah. that have taken place. Yeah. Um, you know, here's a chance to be able to, uh, you know, have an impact in the, in the um, community through the police commission. So, um, so I've been able to get involved at that. Yeah, that's awesome. And I,
0: uh, I just wanted to say the article from the civil beat about, um, it says police commissioners, uh, want HPD basically to redirect funds
1: to social services and cut overtime. Yeah. So that, that was actually a, um, First of all, I, I, you know, I I think the the approach that we were taking was that we're a citizen group. Yeah. um, And we're trying to, um, you know, one of the things that the charter says the police commission is supposed to do is they're supposed to look at the budget and then make recommendations to the mayor about what the police department budget is um, or what, you know, what it's going to be. And so uh, we looked at the budget and we were also looking at like some of the things that were happening around the country. um, And then also. I'm um, just trying to think about um, what different priorities are, are happening right now, and so one of the recommendations that the group made up. Um, so it's you know, part of a group. So yeah, it's so a group you know, effort. Yeah, group yeah. effort. Um, <laughs> that that what we all came up with was you know hey now's the time, uh, you know like 21st century policing is something that uh, you know Chief Ballard has uh, has been a big proponent of, and uh, and so we really wanted to encourage the the mayor and the chief to um, To be thinking about, uh, you know, a task force um, that could be starting to think. Okay, we have a certain structure of the police department that has always been. Uh, it's been this way. You know, the or the organization chart has been the way it's been for a very very long time. Yeah. Um, now we are getting a lot more um, feedback from the public about, uh, you know, trying to uh, really focus on people with mental health needs, um, who are homeless, um, who have you know issues with drugs, um, substance abuse. Um, Domestic violence, you know, things like that. Uh, you know, maybe instead of uh, just sending out your your regular police officers, who uh, who are all awesome, who are putting their lives on the line, um, but maybe don't have all the special skills to right. be able to do that. Why exactly. not? Um, why not think about how to redirect those funds um, to be able to um, get more specialized, uh, either police force or um, you know, human services people to be involved in that. And I, uh, when I read that article, I said, "Oh, that's that's brilliant." Yeah and and can I I you know I'm the first to say um it's a vision you know mm-hmm. it's it's almost like a pretty drawing yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, like yeah, what I was talking course, before so the devil is completely in the details and there's a lot that's very complicated about that um but you know but we were just trying to do our best there
0: and it's not like you know some people confuse with like defunding ah oh, take all the money ah oh, it's not that but there are you know why should people have to i don't know i just don't think like police aren't they, they're not equipped to deal with um you know mental health issues and things like that right. that's not why they became police officers so right right instead of putting all these programs in place and all this money thrown at these programs that these officers have to be involved in just yeah right. get somebody in the social service world who can provide that okay right. yeah that's there you uh, go i'm interested to see what happens with that uh so doug chin before we wrap this up, is there uh, anything you'd like to announce? Maybe not, okay? <laughs> no, absolutely but, uh, not. And uh, and if, uh, it's if you have anything final you'd like to, to say or, or
1: anything like that, uh, I think the final thing that I would say is uh, is thank you for all of your uh, contributions to the community. James I absolutely oh, appreciate that. <laughs> you're awesome. I appreciate and, that. and just I mean just the the, the way that uh, you know you're, you're someone who uh, you know has like uh, grown into this community and and it's just really trying to do whatever you can to be able to give back i think that's just really special
0: i appreciate so, that yeah. i don't think my yes. headphones will fit now my head got so big yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you're like the most humble guy that i know <laughs> yeah. so it's just really uh,
1: it's really awesome except cool. for me but, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So that's well i <laughs> i
0: appreciate it doug yeah. thanks for um sure. coming on my podcast and then uh i hope whoever's listening enjoys it as well and uh until next time thank you great thank you very much